It's the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. So, I'm thinking about what some of the things y'all were saying, bro. And I'm feeling it. Feeling it. Um, some of the things I'm not feeling, though. You know, Alpha Executive. <laughs> you had mentioned you were like um, forcing women to be in a situation to raise these kids on their own. So, I, I'm kind of confused about like where that comes from. Because uh, unless it's like a certain type of situation, Mary probably the only woman that surprisingly got pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what do you mean by that? Do you mean, like, it was, she thought it would be one way and then he left or 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 what? Well, I, I think it takes two, right? I think a lot of, of times, of course. I mean, <laughs> we, we all know that. I mean, it takes two, two consensual adults. I think the issue that I'm having with that is, um, I think there's a certain level of responsibility that a man has to have <clears throat> and a woman as well. Right. So a man can have a child or create, let me rephrase that. A man can create a child, but does not have to be present to deliver or raise that child. Does that make any sense? It does. So, so the point I'm making is it takes a conscious effort from us as men to be present, to stay. So what I mean by that is we can create a child and leave. Well, oh. what I'm saying is she she knew he won't shit in the first place. Very true. Very true. I mean, and, it's kind of I mean, even, even so you when you're dealing with even when you're dealing with somebody, I mean, you kind of get a vibe if if they the right person for you to take certain steps with. So I'm pretty sure a woman has a, has a strong enough vibe to understand he doesn't quite fully bring everything that I want in my life. But maybe maybe this baby will make a difference. Like, I, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, I'm, and let's dig into that. Let's dig into that because that's a very interesting question to me, right? So if you have a child, right, and the guy didn't stick around the first time, and I, and I really don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I want to be honest about it. How do you have multiple, multiple children with men who don't stay with you? At what point do you realize that you are the common denominator? At what point do you say, maybe it's something about me that is driving these gentlemen away or driving these men away or driving these people who are impregnating me and leaving away. Well, I think in, in that situation, it's not necessarily a thing of them trying to find the right one. They just trying to get as much pe as many people who are in essence, really their children to be there to give them the love that they feel they have missing. Like I'm not trying, I don't think they're looking for Mr. Right. You know, maybe the fifth baby daddy, maybe he'll be the one. I don't think that's the case. I think by that point, it's more like a, these kids will love me if no other man will. So if I have more See, kids, than it is what it is. It's just more love for me. I never seen it from that perspective. I never thought about it from that perspective. I really haven't, because it's the thing. I mean, we all know raising children is extremely expensive. It's a very, very challenging thing to do. And it's, it's not easy. And there's no rule book to it. And none of us know the right answer. There's no silver bullet. So <clears throat> my thought process around that is what, less is more, maybe. 
to, to but to your point, you're saying it comes from a deeper rooted issue, like the fact that there's a yeah. lot, of, right? So, but right. my process again, why would you, why would you continuously have children with somebody that a doesn't commit to you? It's not going to be present. It's not going to help you raise children. Yeah, okay, I, I think it's to, to fill a void. You know what I mean? You you're trying to fill a void. I mean, uh, when it comes to you know emotional baggage and 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 emotional trauma stuff like that. You know, people fit, people pick certain ways to to fill those voids in their life, whether it's, um, you know, I'm a dive into my work or whether it's I'm a pick up a bottle or whether it's I'm a, I'm a you know, get some temporary uh, satisfaction or temporary sense of, of of completeness by laying down with this person. You know, I think it's kind of a mix, but the overall picture, when, when I look at that, I mean, cause you know, ain't nobody real, come on, women, women ain't dumb. Women smart as shit, you know what I'm saying? So a woman with like, if she got <laughs> definitely four more, if she definitely got four more kids, she knows the chances of locking down it's, it takes a very special man. And to find that special kind of man is rare. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm just saying it's rare. So, you know, she, she'll know, okay, well, I found him. He's the one I want. Awesome. But at the same time, I think in the back of her mind is he's not going to stick around because look at all that I'm bringing along with me. So that, that, that understanding of knowing both sides of what could take place, I think is there. I understand that. And I think the biggest challenge too is trying to trying to empathize with people who are going through that, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to be trying to be sympathetic to the situation. Exactly. Because again, we don't who am I to judge, right? I'm I'm a man that I don't oh, know. Yeah, that's not a judgment. Yeah. Right, right, right. So so who am I to judge? But but I, but I have to ask myself when I see somebody driving a car and they've got four or five kids and one in the front and three in the four in the back seat, and they're smoking a cigarette and they're stressed out and all these just intangible things that are taking place that you you know are wrong kids aren't buckled up there's one car seat kids aren't properly taken care of my thing is at what point do we say let's not try to replicate this let's talk to our friends our family our loved ones and say if we can't adequately take adequately take care of these children we shouldn't we shouldn't keep having them we shouldn't keep having more and more kids but i i don't necessarily think that's a in my mind, the way I look at it, I don't necessarily think that's a um, a a commitment or a statement you have with anyone other than that particular person that you see in that situation. Like you talking to um, a young lady or woman with no children or maybe one child telling her don't be like this one. It's something in that particular person that caused that. That's not necessarily just a trend type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, that void, maybe that's her way of feeling the void. Cause the way I look at it, right. You got a lot of parents. I'm a parent. I think there's, there's, I'm not going to say a lot. There's more than it perhaps should be parents who, um, they view their children more as their friend and more as their like, their co-pilot or their, or their 
or their little homie. You know, you you hear it all the time. That's my little man. That's my mini me. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that's no, it's not. That's a child. <laughs> that's not a miniature version of you. That is a child who is not emotionally, mentally, or physically developed yet. That is not a mini version of you. Now, when you tell you know, like Austin Powers, yeah, that was mini me. You know what I'm saying? That was a grown man. He was just small. You know what I'm saying? But you know, all this, that's my little man. And you know, that's my, you know, that's my mini me. And and and, and that's that's my little homie. That no, no. Are you a parent? Is that are you a parent or are you a partner? Are and you I think, right. And I think a lot of the cases, like the woman that you talking about, you know, who is being irre irresponsible in her parenting and the reason i say irresponsible i'll call it that because of the safety measures in the first place i mean you got kids all over the car and ain't nobody wearing no seat belt that's a safety issue so are you really being a parent because you're not even making sure your child's safety comes first it's something as simple as driving to the corner store i think i think in terms of these women and, and i agree with you wayne definitely um people find the carpet wherever they can They'll find it at the bottom of a bottle. They'll find it in a powder. They'll find it in sex. They'll find it in food. People, there's many ways to seek comfort as there are human beings. And so I don't think, and I'm not saying you're saying this, Terrence, but I don't think it is up to us to determine what the proper way, what the proper way is to seek uh, uh, comfort. You know, if it's via sex through a man or via sex, and it, that sex happens to uh, produce other human beings, children, children. I think that it is not up to us to make that determination. I think that we are to allow people to figure out what their comfort level is. We we are to allow people to, women, to grow, you know, and to to figure it out at some point in time that that doesn't work. They'll have to figure out another way to find comfort, to find solace, to take some uh, happiness uh, uh, from life. But I think just like all of us, we have all had to evolve into who we are and we've all had to figure out what works for us in terms of what's comforting and what doesn't so and unfortunately if you're a woman and there's sex involved there's always the possibility of you being impregnated and you producing other human beings so do you learn it after two kids and yeah, I agree. prior relationships weren't successful do you learn it after three do you, learn it after, do you learn it after 10 it is up to the individual it is up to the woman i believe to figure out where her comfort is and to figure out if it's not working for her. And some people don't learn after two kids, you know? Some people don't learn after four kids. Some people don't learn after 10. It's up to the individual. But I also understand, Terrence, what you're talking, what you're saying in terms of at what point are you gonna recognize the expiry date on what your ignorance, uh, 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 what comes of your ignorance or what comes of your slow development. So I think it's, you can, yeah. be, a both, you can be a both, um, a both houses, so to speak. Right. Well, well, I agree with you. I agree with both of you. Right. So, again, I'm a man. And I have no right to judge a woman for a decision making process because I don't want her to judge me. But I do want to say that. You know, as you mentioned before, at what point do you put an expiration date on the decisions you make? We've all made bad decisions. Mm-hmm. One of us on this call, every one of us on this podcast have made bad decisions. We've all went back and looked at decisions and said, man, I could have really given that more thought. That could have been super detrimental to my family, to myself. I could have got myself killed. There's a lot of things we could have done differently, better, but it all made us who we, who we are today, right? And so I'm sure that mother that has children, she's probably thinking to herself, I'm so fortunate that I decided to keep this child in my life because it's added so much value to me and my family. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a proponent of, of, of that issue. I'm, I'm, I'm more saying that 
it's so expensive to raise kids in this country. And so I'm gonna throw a number out. I'm gonna ask you again, more trivia for me, right? I mean, it, it's it's expensive to raise kids if you raising them completely off of your own financial efforts. There you go. Very, very, very valid point. But I want to ask you if you're raising them off your own financial efforts. I have a number for you, and it came straight from the Department of Agriculture. I want to know what what is the amount of money, the cost to raise a child from birth that includes going to the hospital, delivering the child to age 17. I want you to throw, just throw a number out. What do you think it costs to, to raise a child? What does the Department of Agriculture say that number is to raise a child from age I, zero to age 17? I couldn't begin to guess that, but I know it's one fuck of a lot of money. I know that. All right, so there we go. <laughs> What's the next answer? 250,000. All right, next answer? Shit, I'd say at least three mil. Three mil, okay. Next answer. What you got, Jay? One million dollars. One million dollars. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> Austin Powers. Hey, look. So they're saying $233,610. And that's before you even take into consideration college. That's before you even. So that is child care. That's feeding the child. That's groceries. That's. Uh, school, that's clothing, that's going to the hospital to deliver the child in the hospital. Um, all of these things can take into consideration for one child. You're talking $233,000. Like, like, like Mark said, almost $250,000, almost a quarter of a million dollars before you even take into consideration college. Yeah. Or, or, or whatever they decide to do with their life. It doesn't have to be college. But the point I'm making is exactly what you mentioned earlier, Wayne, so many people know that the system, the government itself, will provide and subsidize that money and provide them the resources they need. My thing is, I don't want to continuously perpetuate that situation. If I was raised that way, it was good enough for me, but I don't want to perpetuate that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I mean, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. get you. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, there are a number of reasons why I haven't decided to have kids yet, but towards the top of the list is the price of raising kids. If I have a kid or kids, I want to be able to give them the best opportunities that I, that I can, you know, I don't want them to, I know it's impossible to prevent any kind of suffering and disappointment, but I want to give them the best chances possible. So that, that is a, that is a, a fear of mine, like, you know, not having enough money, you know, I don't want them to be disappointed by the type of meals that we got to eat, you know, because it's, I'm waiting on payday, but I know that that's going to happen. I know that, I know that will happen. So I, can, you, I can understand. Do you personally think like you, you um, want to perfect yourself as, as a man or as a person before you take on that task? Is that what you're saying? N no, because I know that's impossible. Um, nah, <laughs> nah, I don't want to perfect anything. I just, I just want to have enough money for them to have a good life you know what i'm saying yeah. so yeah i don't know how much how much that's going to mean for uh my my salary or 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 you know anything like that but i don't know i agree with you because when we think about when we grew up right we think about how our parents you know they they did the best they could to put us in the best situation a lot of times you find bigger cities more um more of a larger metropolis where kids are going through 
a lot of tough situations growing up, you know, growing up in, in you know, projects or Section 8 housing or un, un, unfavorable situations. And so we look at that, how much different would their life be if they were in a situation where they didn't have to think about the lights being cut off or they didn't have to think about the next meal when they could actually focus on school and focus on their schoolwork. Mm-hmm. When, they, when, they, when they had the electronics or the tablets or the computers or the resources they could get and they didn't have to share it or they didn't have to share clothes or share a bedroom where it's dysfunctional because mom's got a newborn but she has an 18 year old and she's got a 15 year old, a nine year old and everybody has different needs. You know, you're raising the child, mom's still trying to, you know, live her life and dad's still trying to live his life. And I just think those are things that we don't take into consideration. And I'll be perfectly honest, I didn't even have kids till I was almost 30. I didn't get married till I was almost 30. I didn't have kids till I was almost 30. And to your exact point, Mark, I was terrified because I said, man, I can't, I can barely afford myself. So I so I know I can't yeah. to feed somebody else and clothe them. And, and I don't think people even realize all the camps and uh, the, the school care, the child care, the after school care, the clothes, the doctor visits, that stuff adds up. And I don't think people yeah. in consideration. It's not just, and, and it's the thing that's so bad. Like we think, well, love covers everything. Love, reco- love covers, there's even a verse in the Bible, love covers a multitude of sin, right? Love covers a multitude. Love can't put food in the food on the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I can love my child all day, but it puts me in a position where I start doing things out of my outside of my character to take care of my family. I once had someone tell me they would rob from me to feed their child. My thing is you shouldn't put yourself in that position to begin with. Mm-hmm. You have children. Right. I mean, but at, on, on that point though, you kind of you trying to, it's almost you you playing the uh you know, the, the crystal ball type game. Like you can't predict events in life at all. Like any given moment, all of us could be homeless tomorrow, penniless. Then what? All that planning that we had all those years ago go to waste? Like, nah, like you, you make an adjustment and you roll. So, I mean, I think, I mean, I get what you, that, and that's why I asked you that more. Like, is it something inside of you to say, hey, you know, whether it's, um, I want to be able to be um, have you know more wisdom under my belt or more uh, maturity under my belt or more. I don't um, you know have um, the level of uh, um, love that I, I feel it would be required. I'm not saying you have any of those things. I'm just talking about a person in general, right? So, like. I mean, I would like I would like to see the study on like how many parents actually planned out the full degree of the parent process from childbirth to now that child is an adult. And I'm pretty sure it's slim. Like they probably planned on like the first three years, the first five years. But nobody really lock the average person doesn't lock in. Here's here's why I'm going to be in life 18 years from now. And that's why I asked you that more, because I mean, if that's something, because it sounds like it's a, um, it's a, uh, a, a personal thing with you from within, as far as hey, you just know you're not ready for that step, so you don't want to take. Nah, this step. I said it's a, it's a, it's a number of things. That's that's one of the things at the top of the mm-hmm. list. Another thing at the top of the list is just the crazy ass world. Like, I don't want to bring somebody into this this shit that we got going on right now. 
it's a multitude of things. I just can't put my finger on one thing, but money is definitely one of them. And the world we live in today is another. I know that there's no perfect parenting. I know that's, that's impossible. There, there'll be struggles, um, unexpected struggles. I mean, I get that. I mean, I just don't hey. want kids. Bottom line, fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck <laughs> that. I don't want fucking kids. Fuck I mean, kids. if that's how you feel, then, I mean, it's no wrong with that. I mean, it's good to it's good to acknowledge that than to perpetuate um, those feelings, but still going out there and 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 shooting the club. But every chance yeah. you get, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's better to be like, okay, kids ain't for me. I just play don't the, want them. <laughs> yeah, if they come, they come. If they if they don't, they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a lot of work. But well, see, I respect and, and, I, and I'll say and I'll say to dovetail on what Margaret, I'm sorry, Chance. Dovetail on what Margaret said. Uh, I'm not thinking about even if they come, they come. I just plain don't want them. I don't want them. It's too much. A, it's too much of a, a shit show going on on this planet. And to tell you the truth, I almost had one years and years ago, and uh, put it into that with the agreement of the mother. You know, <laughs> because I knew. Uh, con- uh, so speaking about what it is, Mark and Wayne were talking about very quickly. I'll say. I knew that at the time I was 21 years old. I didn't want to, uh, I was used to traveling. I was a writer. I was used to getting up and going when I wanted to, stay going as long as I wanted to stay going or whatever the situation was. Because of what the situation was on my biological dad and, I, and, and how that impacted me, I know I didn't want to be a shit father or no father at all. So we put it in in that situation. I spoke to the mother. She and I spoke about it. She agreed with it. She already had kids. And so we put it into it. But um, in the years since, I'm okay with, no, I don't want them. I, I don't want them. I got enough nephews and nieces. Um, my ego isn't wrapped up in me leaving something behind. It's not as if I'm going to fucking know any goddamn out, you know. But I also understand why people want them. I get it. But the situation we're in, racially, uh, in terms of climate, all of those things, I, I, I wouldn't want to bring another human being into this. I mean, I worry about people that I don't even know. I worry about my nephews and nieces. I worry about y'all. I worry about my mom. I worry about my brothers and sisters. I worry about complete strangers. I don't want to bring a, a kid into this and then have to worry about them, too. Because we're headed, it's a slippery slope situation. So I get why people want to have them, but leave them motherfuckers where they at, is how I look at it. Leave them where the fuck they at, and it'll, it'll be all right. Damn. It'll be all right, yeah. Leave them where the fuck they at. They ain't here, so technically, they can't be motherfuckers, but fuck them. Leave them where they at. Damn. That's the way that I feel. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I, 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 and I don't, I don't say that to be an asshole. But no, no, know. no. I feel, I feel y'all sentiments, man. I feel y'all sentiments. Um... And that's cool. Like it's it's not wrong with feeling that way. Just just you know, stick with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's it's cool. If you don't want them, you don't want them. That I mean, because if you had them, that means you might not be the best for them. Um I mean, because nobody wants to to be the child of a unwanted. You know, nobody wants to be an unwanted child. I just got to interject this. Okay. I believe that I would be a great father, but. You just don't want him. Uh, um, I'm, I'm not selfish. sure. I'm unsure. That's not selfish. That's selfish. Yeah, it is. Because you're only thinking about you. How hard is it going to be for me? Nah, that's not selfish. Nah, nah I, d- I disagree with you on that, Wayne, because I think he's making a smart and informed decision because he knows that it is very challenging. And it exactly. is not. Yeah, and a lot of shit is challenging, but that don't mean you back down. And when, or you 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 what, you, what, you never get your life around challenges. 
What would be even more selfish is bringing them here and not being confident or uh, somewhat certain that you'll be able to do the job adequately. Because as you spoke about earlier in terms of shooting up schools and being asshole people, those are folks whose parents ought not to have allowed, they, they ought not to have had kids. So if No, that's certain, poor parenting. No, listen, listen. But if you're that's poor, poor, no, that's poor listen, parenting. Just listen. If you're a poor parent, odds are very good. You ought to have thought, given deeper thought, given more thought to having kids to begin with. So those things go hand in hand. It is selfish to suppose, not to know, you know, as so much as we can know, right? To draw kids into this world, and then you're absolutely fucking clueless and you have a, a Columbine uh, right. uh, high school situation or whatever right. like that. So I understand- So if, why, if, a, if a teenager shoots up a school, go lock up the parent? Yes. I'm, yeah, not, absolutely. Not, 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 absolutely. Not, well, you know, not, not, hold on, wait a minute. Not really, but yeah, you should do that. Absolutely, because absolutely. Because the, the responsibility to raise that kid into a human being who is conducive to a decent, being a decent part of society, that is only the primary guardian, which in most cases is the parent. So, so let me- Lock that motherfucker I up. agree with that. So, so let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You know, as a parent, if your child has a potential to be just a stone cold savage. Of you course. Know, you, you know, initially, there's certain little clues and red, red flags that you see. If this, oh yeah. If this kid is just defiant, does not listen to you, only listens to pacify you. You, you killing, you, killing animals, high oh, interest man. in violence. Uh, just, uh, yeah. yeah, you already know. You already know that there's signs and symptoms. So when they interview these parents of these mass, they, shooters, I didn't know he would do that. I, I had no clue. Johnny would do that. Oh, yeah. you, knew that. you knew that shit early on. You knew it. You, <laughs> you, knew, you, might, not, you knew. might not want to accept it, but you knew it. You, you knew. You knew when he slapped you in the third grade. You you knew that he was going to be a terrible kid growing up. So my, my thing is this, there's so much that we don't take in consideration as a, as, a, as, a, as a parent or somebody who wants to be a parent, somebody who's gonna become a parent, it's not an easy job. And I'll be the first one to admit, I work harder at being a parent than I do on my, day to, my, my nine to five. My day-to-day -day job, I work harder on my parenting skills with my kids than I do my, main. my, than my main job. And I'm gonna tell you why. I agree with that. Because my son's 13, turns 14 real soon. I'm in my mind already calculating. He's got four years before he's unleashed on this world. What am I turning loose into this world? Mm -hmm. What am I turning? My daughter, she'll be leaving the house in about less than 10 years. My thought process is, what am I turning loose into this world? Is this person going to add value to this world or are they going to subtract value from this world? Mm -hmm. Is this going to be somebody that's disruptive in class, disruptive in school? Is this going to be somebody that's going to cause other people to fail in life? Or is it going to be somebody that's going to help other people enrich their life? Is it going to benefit them? And that's the thing we don't take in consideration, man. We, we raise these kids in these terrible environments. We raise them in situations that we say, well, it's the best that I could do. No, the best you could have did was, was stop and say, maybe I should use protection. or may, Maybe I should use a contraceptive of some sort. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should take the last five years in case. I you agree with that. There's a yeah. lot of precautions that we should take. But what we do is we say, well, the child's here now. Yeah. I'm already in the environment I am. Yeah. I mean, well, see, I, I think a lot of the, like I was saying before, a lot of that stems from that parent having some issues that they haven't dealt with. So, you I mean, know like, you you, like you said, like you said earlier, right? You said uh, spanking, you, you feel as though it's, it's a, uh, a trickle down effect uh, from the effects of uh, slavery, how to keep slaves in line, right? So basically, I mean, that same trickle down effect 
you know, if I'm if if a parent is 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 battling severe depression, yeah, love is not an option. They're not gonna love that child properly. You know what I'm saying? Or if they're if they're battling um uh some other type of issues, whether it's uh it's mental health base or or if they're battling um you know high levels of stress or something like that you know like jay was saying you know they might they might just go come straight home and go straight to the to the fridge and get a beer you know because they haven't dealt with their own issues yet you know what i'm saying so that kind of goes back to what mark was saying that you know being being prepared and being ready is kind of it's kind of a key and i guess for me it kind of it kind of it falls in line of doing a self-check you know am i in a now, for me, it would be it when I became a parent, before I became a parent, I did a, a self-check of am I mentally ready, not ready to be a parent, but just ready, like stable. Are there some issues that I'm I'm struggling with mentally? And are there some unresolved trauma issues that I'm struggling with? So for me, the answer to both of those questions were no. So the rest of it I could sort out as I go along. You know, like I said, if I'm battling severe depression, my 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 daddy never loved me. Your daddy never loved you. Yeah, and that's wrong. But what did he have going on that caused him not to love you? Because that's not a natural thing not to love your child. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's something there. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't even blame these parents, man. I'll be honest with you. My dad came from back, my dad came back from Stuttgart, Germany. 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, left home for the first time. He wasn't prepared for what he was going to go face when he went over to Germany in the military in the 70s. He told me numerous times they treated him like a king in Germany, in Europe, just to come back to the States to be treated like a secondhand citizen, a second class citizen. So can you imagine the stress level he had when he's fighting for respect in his own country? And now he's 22 or 25 or 26. He's got a baby on the way. He's married with a baby on the way. And now he's got a young man in the house. He's got to fight for respect in his house. Or he feels like he might have to exert some type of respect. And you know, during that time period, black men weren't getting the respect that we, and we still don't get the respect yeah. that we deserve. So I think, I think a lot of it though, when so you think- I got, I got a personal question and you don't have the answer. So is your grandfather, did he, was your dad uh, raised by your grandfather as well? Mm -hmm. So so my family, um, my grandfather and my grandmother were married and they were married. Okay. Yeah, for uh, maybe 50, 60 years. So they were married the extended amount of time. They, they... Okay. So, yeah. No, I was just curious. Right. So, 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 from my perspective, that's all I've ever known was the two, two parent household. So, the example that was set for me was a two parent household. Land was given to the family members and they all lived in the same area, that type of thing. So, sometimes you really are a victim, quote unquote, of your circumstances. And children aren't asked to be born into this world. So that's the thing I want people to understand. If you know in your heart of hearts that you don't have enough money in your account to take, a, take care of a flat tire if you get it in your car. If your car breaks down, you can't even take care of that. You're a couple months late on your rent consistently each month or you're barely making enough to take care of your rent or your mortgage. A child should be the last thing on your mind. And I think that's the issue so many times we don't think about it that way we don't think about it as a as an intellectual decision we just we, we just go with our heart or we go with our decision and just and just do it 
and the child yeah. was a, a victim of the circumstance. I mean, for me, like like I said, the main key factors is for parenting or prior to parenting is are you mentally stable and are you emotionally stable? The finances, finances come and go. We all know that. I mean, you can look at your W-2s one year and be like, dang, I made that much. And then the next year you, you, you be walking around the house looking for change to keep the lights on. So, I mean, finances come and go. So, like, the only thing that, that can be locked in for longevity that you yourself can actually control is your mental state and your emotional state. And even if something happens to you where those become jeopardized, you still have the control to seek help to get those things back in alignment. Like, people, people, people get broke every day. People get rich every day. Like I could be like, nah, I ain't ready for no kid because I ain't ain't got the money. I win the lottery next week. What does that mean? I still got that same mindset. For me, it was never about the money. It was it because it, money come and go. Like we, I, the household I was raised in. Yeah, my mom got assistance. Yeah, we ate that square block cheese. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we did all that. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, there was times where I was like, dang, lights out. Yeah. All that, but at the end of the day, I never felt like, dang, ma, you shouldn't have had me if you couldn't keep these lights on. I, I think it takes all kinds. I think it um uh, to make a, a fully functioning, uh, complicated world or intricate world, it takes those individuals, both women and men, who um think about what they're going to do in terms of uh, having kids. And then it also takes individuals who aren't willing to think about it at all. You know, you have people like um, Oprah Winfrey, who was an unwanted pregnancy, you know, and uh, look at what uh, look at all she's managed to accomplish and all she's been able to do for the world around her. Some of us maybe may have been unwanted pregnancies. Some of us may have been planned out completely. So I think it takes um, I can see it from both perspectives. I think it takes uh, folks of all kinds to figure it out. Ideally, um, the average individual, woman or man, man or woman, would put a lot of thought into whether they decide to, when they're fucking, if they're gonna not use protection. Okay, here are the uh, odds and ends I need to have taken care of. Here are the things that I need to have uh, set aside. Here are the things that I need to consider. In a, in, a, in a perfect world, everyone would consider those things. But the truth is human beings are varied. Human beings are, um, we're all the same, we're all quite different. So I think in order for it to be the world a world that's worth living in, it would take, it takes what is already taken. Folks who are willing to consider those things and folks who are not. And, uh, you know, depending on how it is you yourself are reared and who your parents were, grandparents or whoever your guardians were, I think it's up to, um, it's up to you to, to glean the best you can from that and figure out what works for you. For you, Wayne, it worked for you. You said you did that self-assessment and it checked out. So it worked for you. Terrence, you as well, it worked for you. There are plenty, and that's great. That's fantastic. Your kids will be uh, uh, well-adjusted individuals, and they'll be uh, contributing contributing positively to, to our society, positively to our society as time goes on. But then there are just as many people who don't think about those things, and they just lay down and do some fucking, and they have kids, and maybe they are prepared. Maybe they don't have things in line, but they do the best they can as well. So I think it takes, and then there are people who plant kids, and they are horrible shit parents. You know, they're horrible. And then there are those who uh, don't plan them or, you know, vice versa, whatever. So I think it takes all kinds. That's what I believe. It would never reach the bottom of that particular uh, barrel because one way or another, we all got here. Right. And, and I'll say this before we before we kind of button this up and I'll, I'll land this plane, as people like to say. Um, if you plan for nothing, 
you'll you'll achieve it every time. And so the way I look at it is, yeah, I mean, you can try to plan and you can try to say, I'm gonna, you know, check the ovulation calendar and all those things. But we did that with my daughter, I will admit. We were prepared and we actually, my wife is a planner. So we got married, we had our son about a year later and then we wanted to have a daughter four years later, we specifically planned that out and she was very thorough in her, her assessment. But I, I will say that life, life comes at you so fast. And the thing I like to say is control the controllables because there's so much in life you cannot control. Mm-hmm. So many things will happen to you in your life and they're gonna happen to you in your life. They're gonna happen to me and my family as well. Control what you can control. Next time on the main satellite. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right. Have a good night, bro. All right. Take it easy, bro. All right. All right.